Welcome to the Shred the Spread podcast, episode 29, Preview Thursday. If you're new, thanks for tuning in. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back. I am your host, Jared. And as always, on Preview Thursday, I'm joined by my right-hand man. Going to be here till the day we die. Even though we had a rough week, we're ready to bounce back. Donnell, welcome back. How you feeling? Tell, talk to me. What is going on, bro? My brother, what's going on, man? Um, yeah, bad week. Yeah, <laughs> bad week to say the least. Um, we're waiting for a bounce back, though, man. I mean, shit. I like I said. I mean, for, I mean, the first time ever, Patrick Mahomes covered a spread and. And I, I, I double digit spread and shit like that. So, you know, like I said, we, I feel like I made some good reads, just didn't end up, just ended up in the bound, the wrong side of it, man. But we're going to bounce back, man. I expect to make some money this week, baby. Well, how you feeling? I, I'm, you know what? I was, I dug into this next slate a little bit earlier than I usually do, just because I felt, I mean, not that I, I feel like I had a poor pick performance, but two, two and four, definitely not what I was expecting. Obviously, the heartbreaker with the Patriots. Um, we're not going to do like a full in-depth recap just because we do have to make this episode pretty quick, but we'll just say that Dinell and I did not make money last week. We'll leave it there. We'll put that week in the past. We're looking to the future. We're here on preview Thursday to dig into this slate. We're going to go game by game Thursday, all the way to Monday. And we're going to talk about these games. We got some good games coming up. We also have two games with absolutely no meeting. And that is the Titans and the Jaguars. We'll see if Dougie P rest of the starters. We have just gotten news today that Derrick Henry and a majority of the Titans starters will be out. So we'll just go ahead and start with this Thursday night nonsense game. We have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Tennessee Titans. Titans are 12 and a half point home dogs. Very reasonable considering the fact that they are starting to or they are resting pretty much all of their starters, including Derrick Henry, who is 95% of their offense. I'm just going to be very blunt and honest. This is just a game where you seriously cannot put a dollar on. You have no idea what's gonna you what you're gonna expect from the Titans because this game means absolutely nothing. It all comes down to next week versus the Jaguars with the Cowboys, who are they're playing very well. Um, we know their defense has been a little bit suspect the last few weeks. So covering a spread, the significant dubs seem a little fishy, but we're getting them just short of two touchdowns versus basically the Titans practice squad. Do you have any interest in this game? Or are you passing on this as well? No, nah, hard pass on this, man. I mean, like I said, it's there's there's really nothing much you can really guarantee with your gut feeling. Say, hey, I'm going to go with this. With the Titans resting their starters, plus a 12 and a half spread for the Cowboys. Like I said, you never know. It's a toss up. Don't even need to touch it. Yeah, you're getting an ugly spread. Um, and you're getting no true, there's no true handicap on this. To, so to make an educated bet and guess on this just doesn't seem right. So we will go right ahead and move on to the one o'clock games on Sunday. We have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Tampa Bay. The Panthers, one of my better picks last week, uh, coming off a big win versus the Lions. I think the Panthers broke a shit ton of franchise rushing records. But uh, they're facing the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are three-point home favorites. Obviously, both of these teams need a win. That you know, that NFC South is still not as wide open, but it's still open to several teams. This this is very interesting because everything you read, everything you look at, says you take the Panthers here. You take the 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 dog. You take the three points. Tom Brady hasn't been covering. He's looked really rough. The Panthers coming off a big win. Blah 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 blah. You can go up and down, up and down. But I don't. For some reason, this just seems like a Buccaneer spot. You know, we're getting this at a good number, a key number. We know Tom Brady has just been really, really, really immaculate in the fourth quarter. He could have a really rough three quarters and then just come out and find a way to win in the fourth quarter. This Panthers team isn't 
as good as they've been playing as of late. You know, Sam Darnold is, you know, they had that team cruising. But, you know, as much as I want to click that Panthers plus three, why does this seem like a Buccaneer spot? You know, talk to me on this. Honestly, I don't know if I'm right or not about when it comes to you, but I feel like it's kind of like the Brady effect in a way, man. I mean, think about it. This is a Brady situation. It's, you're seven and eight. You're legit one game ahead of this team right here as it is for the division to make the playoffs. Your team's been atrocious all year. You know, you're trying to steer the ship and it's against a team who's been owner over who's been asked to, let's be honest, overperforming the last three to four weeks. You know, still weeks got the, Steve Wilkes got these boys playing. I ain't there's a lot of respect for it. I mean, going in and beating the Lions is not a, is not no easy feat, especially right now. They're definitely hot. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a little against you on this. I, I'm a lean definitely with the Panthers plus three. I wouldn't be surprised that they actually win this game straight out. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, just just really think about it, man. They the first time these teams played, the Buccaneers put up three points. It's not like their interior line has gotten any better, you know. Until I until I can see that 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 you know that light finally ignite with Tom Brady and Mike Evans again, I have no I have no faith in it. Tom Brady's been throwing dump offs the whole entire game last game. So we'll see, man. But I'm I'm I would honestly, honestly feel like Panthers plus three here. Okay. Yeah, see, you know, that's what I was saying. I just feel like the Panthers are the right side. For some reason, I just cannot get myself to push the button. It's your gut, man. Um it's the gut. It's, it, yeah, dude. It's just you know what? We don't have to bet every game. That's that's the that's the beauty of you know sports betting. You don't have to bet everything. So, you know, I'm just gonna lean Buccaneers. But, dude, you're right, dude. I can't I can't hate you because everything says take the Panthers here. It just everything does. So I'll probably end up staying off this one, but just because my mind and my heart are on two different spots. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do whatever I can to uh, stay away from that game and not end up on it on Sunday, because I know I'll just end up in, in heartbreak. We've got an interesting game here. We have the Cleveland Browns heading to Washington. We just saw Carson Wentz has been named the starter, which I know we've been a Taylor Heineke podcast. Uh, We've been talking about how much of a baller mm. he is, but I think we've kind of seen his ceiling. He exactly. limits the offense for like he limits the potential offense, but he does bring that kind of consistency to the table. Um, the thing with Carson Wentz is he can put you he can put up 40 points, but God damn, can he give up 40 points to like at the same time? Like he will throw three incredible touchdowns and then just as three poor interceptions. Um, but we have the commanders laying one and a half points at home. The total for this game is 40 and a half points. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I lean Washington minus one and a half. I actually like the number at two and a half. So I'm actually surprised that it went down to one and a half. Right. But I just feel like the Washington commanders are going to be able to run the ball against this Cleveland Browns defense. They had a really rough matchup last week against the 49ers. They really couldn't get the running game going, so it definitely handicapped their offense. I think they have a completely 180 in going in against Cleveland. Cleveland just cannot stop the run. And my God, has Deshaun Watson looked. I don't know if it's rust or he just is lost because he looks, he almost looks panicked in the pocket. He doesn't look as, you know, mo I mean, he looks mobile, but he doesn't look so fluent when he takes off. So I'm just going to go ahead and lean the Washington commanders minus one and a half. It's not my favorite spot, but it just makes sense. We're the commanders at home. We're getting a full week of practice with the starters with Carson Wentz. And I think it's a really good matchup for the Washington offensive run game. What do you think? Yeah, come on, man. You know, I'm going to show my bias here, man. I'm going to lean my, my commanders minus one and a half. 
But like truthfully speaking, let's let's go into depth here. Like you said, Deshaun Watson has not complete has has hasn't complete. Man, I, I think I don't think it's physically. I think he hasn't mentally come back yet. It's going to take a little bit. Raw the, the game speed. It, you could tell the game's a little fast, too fast for him. And it's going to get faster with that front seven up there in Washington. In, in Washington, Chase Young is fully back. I mean, he looked real good just out of the limited snaps he did play. You know, Montez Sweat. Pro, John Allen, Pro Bowler, alternates, sweat and pain. I mean, come on, man. It's going to be a rough, rough day. Not only for Deshaun Watson, but for Nick Chubb, too. I'm going to let you know this right now. This, I mean, we can stop the run. You know, they can definitely stop the run. As far as their defense, yeah, like you said, teams run all over them. That's that's the weakness. I mean, that's the strong point of our game. Go start with the power run. And be honest with you, to now have Wentz's arm talent, I think that's what the biggest thing I'm talking about here. Right, it, the decision making has been poor. Yes, in the first few games and in the first games he played, he 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 doesn't. Yeah, like I said, it, it's been mainly just decision making. But with arm talent, he has just as much as arm talent as anybody else. That pass to Curtis Samuel was an absolute dot. I mean, just leading yes, him up that field, was very good. leading him leading him up field and making him run. That was one of the big things we we're missing that Giants game. Heineke had Curtis Samuel wide open down the sideline, and he just threw it just short. Sometimes arm talent comes into real play, and that's what I had to realize, you know, as a fan watching the game. Like, man, like, we really missed the opportunity there, you know? So I agree with it. You know, it's it's a tough – it's really a tough decision for Ron Rivera, but just know that I believe once it's the right choice – and decision making is going to make or break the, the commander season. I think he's got, I think he said, I think sitting back behind Heineke and seeing the offense kind of flow without him making those, you know, those key throws really got, you know, really made him was like, hey, look, hey, this offense can really flow. I don't need to force anything. So we'll see. I think the best version of that commander's offense is Carson Wentz under mm -hmm. center yes. with a run heavy game. So it limits the amount of passes he makes. As long as he can maintain possession of the ball, not turn the ball over and make accurate passes. And this team is a run first, pass second team. I think that is the best version of the commanders. I think you have two really good backs. And if Wentz can just be efficient on a limited amount of throws, I think the commanders can be a really, really solid team going in the future. So I agree. I think commander or the commanders definitely should go with Wentz under center. I think he he's the more he's got the more offensive potential right. um, between the two quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to we'll go from your favorite team to my favorite team. We have the. In, the Saints traveling to Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles are six-point home favorites. The total for this game is 43 and a half. Ah, this is um I, I'm conflicted. Yeah. Very yeah. very simple for this reasoning. This line doesn't make sense if Gardner Minshew plays, but it also kind of does at the same time because I feel like there's more to this game than just the Eagles are better. Obviously, the Eagles are the more talented all-around team, but there's just there's just so much more factored into this game. The Eagles basically they they need to win. They I mean they want to win for two reasons. Number one, home field advantage. Number two, the draft pick. And I know the players don't really think about it as much as the GM, but I'm sure there's been talk in the locker room like you know, you guys control our future in the draft pick, so you get a better teammate in a sense if you win this game. So, you know, do I think the Eagles win this game? Absolutely. And I've seen a sub, a couple smart groups come in on the Saints plus six, and I just don't know why. I seriously don't know why. The strength of that Saints offense is with Kamara. The strength of the Eagles defense is really stopping the run lately. Like, teams have not been able to run on the Eagles, and we, we saw there was a little bit of, uh, there was some mishap in the secondary, but it came from the pass game. Uh, Darius Slay kind of not necessarily took a shot, but he kind of made the statement that, uh, 
Blankenship wasn't doing his job or whoever was back there wasn't doing his job. And you kind of saw it in the secondary. This run, I mean, the run game against the Eagles have just been non-existent. I'm probably going to lean the Eagles minus six. I want to see, I'm, I might, I'm, I'm debating on if I want to jump on it now because if Hertz plays, I see this number getting probably closer to eight, eight and a half. So I think you are getting some value just because it is short of a field goal. I think, I mean, uh, just short of a touchdown. I also think this is a great teaser piece. Uh, you're going to get the Eagles out of pick them in a teaser, which in a game where they seriously want to win. What do you think? Oh, no. Big lean, um, big lean on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, once again, nah, I was definitely conflicted as well. The the, the six six points is, is kind of tough to go in and pick throughout here. I mean, like I said, w- without Jalen Hurts at the same time. My biggest thing here, what I'm looking at is the thing about the Saints is I don't know where 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 is the offense going to come from. You can say all the names you want on that offense with Kamara, Olave, in the fourth, but Kamara scored for the first time in I don't know how many weeks. And it seems like the only way they can get an offense going is Taysom Hill is a heavy part of the offense. And he seems to be the only person that really scores consistently, kind of in a way. This offense has no way, has no aerial attack. Andy Dalton had 97 passing yards this past game against the Browns. And they won that game 17 to 10. Why? Because they ran the ball and they used the gadget plays and you utilized Taysom Hill to the right back. Listen, I understand everybody's concerned as far as that, man, but trust that the fact that these Eagles, the Eagles would definitely put up over 20 points in this game. And to me, this defense isn't giving up anything zilch, especially against Andy Dalton. Like I said, Andy Dalton should have been packing, should have been packed the bags on the bench weeks ago. James Winston should have been in, but we're still, you know, get the same product every week. Uh, 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 an offense who tries to find their identity by running the ball, but can't find their identity whatsoever because they can't produce any yardage. So, nah, I would lean Eagles minus six. I would leave this alone personally, but Eagles minus six is where I would lean. So let's move on to the Cardinals and the Falcons. We've got the Falcons traveling to Atlanta. Atlanta are three-point home favorites. Total for this game is 42 and a half. Ugh. Yeah. It's just one of the games, right? Um, Yeah, dude. It's just... I mean, if you have... I mean, there's not really much to talk about in this game. We got two teams are pretty shitty. I think if you have to pick a side, it's got to be the Falcons just because their running game has been pretty, pretty solid. Uh, you really don't know what you're getting from the Cardinals. Obviously, Kyler Murray done for the season. God, I mean, they looked rough back there with Trace McSorley, but they kept the game close with the Bucks. Like they covered, you know. And this, you know, not that that's a shocker because the Buccaneers don't blow anybody out. They were they were pretty big underdogs, but three points is just. I mean, I think I take my chance. I think I lean heavier that the Falcons win by a field goal than the Cardinals keeping it close. Like. I feel like I lean heavier on the side that the Falcons can win three to seven more than the Cardinals can win to lose by three points. Uh, that that kind of margin probably end, will end up staying away. It's sitting at three, so it is at a, a good number, but I just see this as such a push. I see a Falcons field goal win, so it's kind of like you're just playing for a push at this point. Um, do you have any interest in this game? No interest. Just um, go ahead and take a nice little arrow, spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, you take it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, literally, I don't. Literally. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that one. Yeah. I just, it's an, it's an ugly game. You're, there's not really much to play for here. Obviously, the Falcons, like they're, I think, I, I would guess they're still on the the door knocking for the playoffs. Like there is the potential for them to make it in, but you know, it's just. I mean, the, the Falcons, in a sense, the Falcons have more to play for than the Cardinals. So I guess right. that's the handicap there. I, I, I'll put it like this. I'll take the points. Just give me plus three. The offenses are both bad. Let the defense play out. Just take the points. That's kind of how I kind of feel about it. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, not that I think we'll be betting this game, but okay. Right. <laughs> um, we have a game. We're going to go to a game that I actually like. 
Jaguars traveling to the Houston Texans. Texans, four and a half point dogs. Total for this game is 43 and a half. I'll tell you what. I think I like the Texans plus four and a half here. I don't think they win. I don't think they win. I think they're doing not necessarily like a phenomenal tank job, but they're just doing whatever they can to keep games close, but not win. And I feel like this is like a, not necessarily a letdown spot for the Jags because this isn't really a game that means anything to them right now. I think they're just going to be going through the motions. I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a, we start the starters for the first half, sit them for the second half type of situation. But the Texans and like Lovey Smith isn't like the best coach, but he is getting some, he's getting some fiery players out of that offense and defense. Like this Texans team is just, they're playing close to everybody. They're just not winning. Um, we saw against the Chiefs. We saw against the Cowboys. Like, they're just staying in these games. And I feel like because the Jaguars are kind of playing for nothing here, if they if the Texans can stay close, I think they'll have potential to pull an upset. So I really like the Texas plus four and a half here. It just, the, the Jaguars have been on cruise control. I think the public is going to jump all over this Jaguars number as long as they play the starters. I just, I think we're going to get a good number here with the Texans. What do you think? No, that's, I mean, no, I actually agree with you on that. Um, this is one of those spots where you say, hey, look, I like a team. I like this team to beat this team, but I can see a few other things bounce different ways to the point where it keeps it to a close game. Uh, four and a half, you know, giving that, that plus four and a half of the Texans is huge between, you know, between the flip between you either, you know, by three or by four, depending on how the game is set up, how the playing plays out, that half a point can really come in handy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what I would take about it. Um, play the points there, play the plus four and a half. Um, expect a lot of pride coming out this game. Once again, this is a division matchup, guys. And so these division matchups are always dog fights. Um, the Texans have been in dog fights the recent past three weeks. Um, they're playing really, really good. I mean, granted, they're playing with pride at this point. But you got to give them props where um, credit where credit is due. Take the plus four and a half and stay safe on it. Dude, I'm so happy you agreed with me there because it's honestly one of my favorite leans so far. Yeah. So we're going to travel to another divisional matchup. We have the Bears traveling to the Lions. The Lions coming off a pretty rough loss against the Panthers. But that's it. I mean, that was kind of expected for me last week because this this Giants or this Giants, this Lions run defense is just horrendous. So... We have the Lions travel or the Lions hosting the Bears. The Bears are, I mean, Justin Fields has already made a statement that he wants that single season rushing record from a quarterback. Um, I think he needs like, he's just shy, like 200 yards or something. This number just, I mean, as much as I want to say I lean Detroit, it's just something about Justin Fields just is so his game and that the way his team operates, it's just such a, an attractive bet. And it always kind of makes me second guess betting against him. Like, like we got, Bur I got burned last week against the bills. The bills kind of ran the game up at the end, but dude, it's just, this number is not, it's like kind of fishy to me, like five and a half. It kind of tells me like the book doesn't know if the Lions handle business or the bears keep this close. They kind of middled it here. Um, you know, we're getting over a few key numbers. We're getting it just short of six. I don't know, dude. I'll probably have to dig into this one a little bit more and, you know, make my decision come Saturday. But what, what are you getting out of this game? Um, I, I guess the, the biggest thing I'm getting out of it is, like you said, it's, it, I'm looking at, I'm just going to look at this matchup wise now. Run defensive lines is atrocious. Run, run, I mean, the one thing that works on the Chicago Bears offense is the rushing offense. That, that defense of the Lions is young, all right? Trusting their eyes and trusting their instincts is still considered, it still proves to be a problem. Having Justin Fields being the move is going to, is going to do absolutely, I mean, everything. Like, it's going to cause a lot of problems for that Lions defense. Are the Lions at home? Yeah, Lions are at home. And that's, and that's, and that's the, that's my thing is, that's the trap right there. Lions are at home. They're going to be able to put up points is what they seem to do. And the Bears are prone to give up that many points. So, like you said, yeah, I, I would like to have more time to really think about it. 
if right now off the top of my head, if you want, if you want to be completely honest with you, I would take the Bears plus five and a half. Just kind of take the points there, uh, make it safe. I can see it being a close game. Offenses running up points, you know, getting yarded. So that's where I would lean at the moment. But yeah, this is this is close. This is the, the number. Yeah. The number. The number is just it's just fishy. And so I, you would need yeah. more time to think about it and watch that movement too. See if any. Yeah, for hundred percent, the movement's definitely going to tell. And which which honestly, this number is actually moving to six. This number, this number looks like it's going to move towards six, just the way the juices. I do want to say just very quickly, Jamal Williams is questionable. And I, I, although we do have DeAndre Swift in the backfield, we do see this line's offense when it comes to goal line formation. Jamal Williams seems to be the guy. And not that DeAndre Swift is incapable, but Jamal Williams has just been super consistent. So that is definitely a key for the red zone. Uh, they're missing their their. They're missing their the red zone back. Um, it, that's if he doesn't play. Um, he's still questionable. So we'll get some inf- more information later on the week, and then uh, we'll revisit this. We've got the Miami Dolphins traveling to the Patriots. Patriots three point home favorites after opening as three point home dogs. Obviously, the two is out, so that definitely moved the line. Teddy Bridgewater as a dog historically has one been one of the most profitable quarterbacks to bet on the last few years. This. This number just got to three today. So I was eyeing this at two and a half. It gets to three. Patriots have looked really off on offense and their special teams has just not looked good. You know, I kind of bought into the the two and news and I actually got this at under 43 and a half. The line has dropped to 41 and a half. I think my favorite bet based off the current lines has got to be Dolphins plus three. I think they're the better all around team. Teddy Bridgewater is no pushover as a backup quarterback. We can see, you know, he can win games. We still have a very solid running game and you know, we still have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, who their their job is just to get the ball in space, make a block, and they're gone. Um, so I do think this Dolphins offense will still be capable. And you, this this Patriots offense has just looked rough, man. They only really get points when their defense puts them in good spots. I think I would not be surprised that Dolphins win this game. I think like if you did a coin flip here of who would win, I think the Dolphins would win the 50-50 more times than not, just because I think their offense can put up more points than the Patriots can. It's just, what are we going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater? That's what it comes down to. But uh, I'll take my chances. I think I'm going to lean Miami plus three here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm right there with you. I'll take the team with talent, and you telling me you giving me talent on top of that they they get plus three. I'll definitely take it at that point. I you guys know me. I bet the Patriots. I think not last week, but the week before against the Raiders. You know, I've been really high on the Patriots defense as a late man, but man, like you're right. It's like watching Mac Jones in an offense is like watching Zach Wilson in the Jets offense. It's, I it's was really just same, about to say that. Yeah, That's weird. It's, it's, it's basically the same thing. I'm watching two great defenses balloted out just to get sold by the offense throughout the whole entire game. Let's let's be honest. Didn't I think what the Bengals jumped on that jumped on them 21 to nothing. They rallied they rallied back. The defense gave up no points, and they, I think what the, the offense mustered up eighteen points. Man, like it mm-hmm. gets to a point where now, like I said, now we we, we talked about this already, but, but the whole Zach Wilson thing, it gets to a point where your, your your quarterback or your offense has to produce something or get a little bit of jolt in some life, and they just they just they they don't they don't can't they can't do it. I mean, granted, it's Matt Patricia at the end of the day. So what else do we expect? But yeah, yeah, it's just I'm like I agree with you. You take the playmakers. We have Tyreek Hill who can. At, at the snap of a finger, end up in the end zone. So I agree with you here. I think the pay, uh, the Dolphins plus three is a good spot. Ah, Broncos, Chiefs. Chiefs laying 12 and a half at home. Total for this game is 44 and a half. 
think that total is a little bit high, dude. If Russell Wilson is the quarterback, how do you can't take the Broncos this week? You know, it's becoming the end of the season. These playoff teams are going to start ramping up, getting these hardcore reps. They want to start handling business. There's no letdown spots at the end of the year. Um, the good teams handle business. The bad teams get blown out. I mean, I see I see the, the Chiefs kind of covering this number, but I think I'm more so on the under. I just don't see the Broncos putting up 10 points. Like, I see this game probably like Chiefs 31, Broncos 10. And, you know, I still feel like, I mean, I'm still getting three points of value just from my numbers on that under. I don't know, man. What what are you getting out of this game? I'm getting the same thing. Yeah, I, I would lean Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, um, the thing about the Denver Broncos is you can start, you can really see the team just crack. I mean, they've been cracking all throughout. They, they Vic Van, what was it? What was the, Nathaniel Hackett, that's what his name was. Nathaniel Hackett finally got fired. It was kind of the last draw throughout the whole year. Don't let this last meeting between the, the Broncos and Chiefs fool you. All right, that was really fool's gold. Russell Wilson came back, had three touchdown drives. We haven't seen three touchdown drives in four or five games, five games before that. And let's let's be honest. Um, what I'm liking, what I'm really liking right now, is how good that Chiefs defense look and how they kind of flipped the switch. That's been it's been the it's been the weakness all year. They've been getting picked on all year, and for them to come up solid against the Seahawks offense, who isn't no joke at the end of the day. Geno Smith been playing ball, kind of Walker's been balling. For them to go out there and and only give up 14 points and actually covered that double digit spread last week, really gained, really puts a lot, a lot of confidence in his Chiefs um, team right now. They seem like they're starting to get together at the right time. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The Seahawks only put up 14 points. You're telling me the Crazy. Broncos are going to put up four, 14 points? I just don't see it. I see a lot of McManus long field goals, but they're in Arrowhead. You know, they're not even in Denver, so we're not, they're not even getting elevation on their side. Uh, I agree with you. I like the Chiefs. I like the under. Let's move on to the Colts. Colts plus five and a half traveling to the Giants. <sighs> Dude, I mean, the total for this game is 38 and a half. It's a very low total for this week. But an um, ugly spread on top of that, dude, that total. Dude, it's such an ugly spread. It's such an ugly spread. Like, how do you take this Colts team? How do you take this Colts team? But on the same side, how do you lay five and a half with this Giants team lately, dude? They're just, they. I mean, this is two rough teams. Like, oh man, I don't know. I I think this will probably be a pass for me. I think if this number gets down to five, I think I like the Giants. If you can get this at five, I think I like the Giants. It's just this Colts team seems to have quit. You know, Foles looked really bad. I think he threw three interceptions in the first quarter. You know, these players don't give a shit about Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday has made a fool of himself. You know, I just, this Colts team just looks really bad, dude. And I just, I think the Giants have more potential to blow this game out of the water than the Colts kind of keeping this competitive. Uh, the Colts just look really bad, dude. I just, I don't think I could take the points with the Colts. What are you thinking? Um, no, I'm hard passing this game. Like I said, bro, I'm looking at five and a half and the over under is 38 and a half. That lets, that lets me know everything right there. I got two teams who just can't finish drives. You know, the Giants are, are the Giants are a timely team. They're not a dominating team. They're a timely team. As in when they need a touchdown or we need to need that, they seem to put something together when they need to. This, this Colts, like you, they have no identity. Their identity is gone. Jonathan Taylor is gone. And then they're playing. They're they're having quarterback roulette, and they and all three quarterbacks just came to just have turned the ball over more than any like more than any other quarterback in the league. It's tough, bro. Like you would have to lean 
Giants minus five and a half, but I don't bank on the Giants finishing drive to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, they're going to handle business. So, yeah, nah, big, big stay away game. Yeah, I agree with you. So now we got the Jets <sighs> traveling to Seattle. Seahawks are one and a half home dogs. Total for this game is 42 and a half. Eh, um, I'm just going to say this. I liked the Jets when they were laying two and a half. This line has moved down to one and a half. And I'm not quite sure why. Mike White is back. Obviously, that's huge. Uh, the line is a little bit deflated, in my opinion, because of Wilson's past performance. So a lot of people have kind of jumped off the Jets bandwagon. So I think we're getting a slight discount on the number. It's obviously a must-win game for the Jets. And I think the biggest reason that I like the Jets is the Seahawks just have no answer for the run right now. And we know that's what the Jets want to establish. They want to establish a run, kick in some play action. And now we have Mike White, who's going to sling the damn rock. Seahawks have just looked rough, dude. And I think we're getting this number, like we're getting a really good discount. Obviously, the Jets on the road playing in Seattle. Seattle is not, you know, it's no pushover. This stadium is one of the roughest stadiums to play in. But I think we're getting a good number here. We're getting it just short of two. We're getting a key number of two. I think this is a really good spot for the Jets. Um, what do you think? Oh, yeah, man. Um, when I saw this matchup, you know, early in the season, I was thinking, you know, damn, this is going to be a tough matchup. Now I'm looking at it like, damn, this is the battle between one of the worst teams in the past fucking five weeks. I mean, the Seahawks just, just can't seem to stop the run and haven't seemed to actually establish an offense consistently in the past few weeks. And we all know the Jets just can't produce offense with a goddamn Mike White is back. That is definitely huge, you know. So I, I would lean minus one and a half with Mike White there. Um, I, I don't know. It's this this is this is only tough because I like Seattle at home. Seattle at home favorite. Um Seattle at home dogs is always enticing to me, including the 12th man. But I, I just don't see it. The, the fact that that offense struggled against the Kansas City Chiefs is definitely, exactly. definitely worrisome. And exactly. that definitely worries me so much. I don't know if it's the Chiefs finally figured it out and they're about to turn it around for the playoffs and turn it up, or it's the fact that it's crunch time, they need it, and this offense folded against one of the worst defenses in the league. So this is definitely something to keep an eyes out on. Um, both teams need a win. To be honest with you, get ready for an ugly game. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm gonna say here. Get ready for an ugly game. This is gonna be one of those uh a tough, gritty, gritty, ugly games. And um, hopefully, I don't see no players become shirtless out there just to lose. So, <laughs> I will say this: um, there is some sharp money coming in on the Seahawks, obviously, because yeah. this is a pro spot. You bet the Seahawks a home dog. A home body, right. Um, it just makes sense. But this just doesn't seem like the right spot. I don't think you're getting a great number. I don't think you I mean you're not getting a good price. Um, so. Because this sharp money is coming on the Seahawks, I would not be surprised if this Jets line gets to one. If this Jets line gets to one, Take we're it. just asking them to win at this point. So, right. you know, you're getting good push potential if, you know, they sneak out a win end of the game with a field goal. So if you do like the spot, I think we can hold on closer to Sunday. Let the sharp money roll in. See how this line just this line could hold firm at one and a half. Um, and if the sharp money rolls in on Seattle and this line stays firm at one and a half, then that just speaks volume to what the sports book thinks about the Jets. So I think I think we're on the same side here. I really like the Jets. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, the Seahawks have just have they have no answer for the run right now. And I think that's going to be very critical in this matchup. So let's move on to a game where, I mean, how the hell do we even go about capping this? We have the Niners traveling to Las Vegas. The Vegas are 10 point home dogs. Um, before Derek Carr was benched, I actually liked the Raiders plus six. This just, this just, I don't know, dude. 
the line has moved to 10 because Jarrett Stidham is now starting. We're laying 10 points for Brock Purdy. I, I'm just going to say this. I'm not touching this damn game. I'm not looking into it. I'm not reading the lines. Brock Purdy is like 4-0 against the spread, 4-0 straight up. This Raiders team, half the team is talking about they can't wait to be there next year. This just, you know, once I saw that the Raiders are benching Carr and I don't know, dude, this is just, I, I, this is very similar to the Titans. Where the hell do you go about making an educated guess on this game? You, you just can't. Um, do you have any interest in this? Interest? No. Well, interest in putting money on? No. Interest in watching this? Possibly. I just want to continue to just watch the debacle of the Raiders. You know how I kind of feel about the Raiders. <laughs> I know you're uh, <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the day Joshua Daniels gets fired, dude. I, 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 the days are kind of ticking. The benching of Derek Carr is a bad look. I don't give a fuck what nobody says about this. The fact from the beginning of for the for the beginning of this year, and you're gonna tell me that by week 17, I will be benching Derek Carr. That lets you know that this is this plan, this whole plan is at rock bottom. I mean, this is Jarrett Stidham. Rock bottom. Guys, I mean, yeah, right. That's rock bottom, right? I, you, you, everybody, everybody, Brock Brock bottom. bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all <laughs> thought, you know, fucking Mr. Relevant and Brock was the last pick. You thought they hit Brock bottom and ends up these motherfuckers are out here just scorching teams. They they I mean, let's go on, be honest, guys. They they beat the hell out of a good commander's team. Granted, they had no offense, whatever, whatsoever, but they did go out there and they handled their business. Brock Purdy looked real good. The defense looked real good. Um, not touching this with a 10-foot pole, but if I were to lean, I, I, of course, 49ers, if anything. Yeah, dude, this will be a stay away from game. Yep. Uh, I do want to just, for everybody who's a Philly fan out there, everybody pour one out. Our boy seen, uh, Gene Segura just signed a two-year deal with the Marlins. Uh Shout out Gene Segura, man. Two years, 17 million. He has moved on from the Philadelphia Phillies. That's rough. But anyway. It was about time. It was about time. (laughs) Yeah, it was was just the way that, yeah. Shout out Gene Segura, man. He was a dog while he was here. Can't hate on him, man. Nothing but respect to him. Let's get back to some football. The Minnesota Vikings heading to the Packers. Packers laying three at home. Total for this game is 48 and a half. I'm on. My nemesis tour, and this starts with this game right here. I have switched sides. I have left the light and went into the dark, and I am all over Uh-oh, this Vikings plus three. Okay. Oh my God. What are we talking about? I understand that the Packers just had this miraculous comeback against the Dolphins after Tua just slammed his head against the conch or the, or the turf, whatever the hell they got, got back up, and word on the street is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, word on the street is I can't even say this with a straight face. Tua was calling plays and was throwing to the wrong spot because he forgot what play he was calling. And that's why he threw those two interceptions and those Jeez. three pass breakups. He was anticipating Waddle to run a route, ran the threw the ball to the opposite side of the way he was running, and then looked around. It, you know, poor Tua. This guy, I think he needs honestly, I I sorry to all the Dolphins fan, but this guy just need need. He might need to retire. Going back to the seriousness, this number has been teeter-tottering between three and three and a half. I have bet it three times at three and a half so far. Uh, It reached three and a half this morning. I threw half a unit on there. It reached three and a half a little bit in the middle of the day. I threw half a unit on there. And once this gets back to three and a half, because I made my mind up, this is one of my favorite bets this week, I will be deploying another unit. This just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. I know the Packers are coming off a win, but like I just said, they just played against the Dolphins, who, quite frankly, were playing two different offenses at the same time. The quarterback was not in rhythm, and that led the Packers come all the way back and win. Give me a break. 
I know this line is only like this because the public is so against the Vikings, but I have put my pride aside. Give me the Vikings plus three. I'm leaning plus three, but I'm going to be betting the piss out of them at three and a half because this line keeps going back and forth. Oh man, great presentation. Um, because never, never in a million years would I ever thought you would have took a Vikings bet to save your life. I mean, at all. I mean, Whoa, you talk oh, about oh, they're not oh. good, the spreads is whatever. Oh, they're whatever. not good. They're suck. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm just gonna go with the. Why not go with the luck, man? Why not? I mean, yeah. Sometimes you gotta take the luck. Sometimes, hey, sometimes you gotta roll with the hot hand, bro. Um, I'm with you. Um. I don't think the Packers solved anything. I feel like we, I just feel like, you know, after a week or two of them doing really, really well, we get like, oh, hey, hold on. They still got a chance. No, they don't. They, they yeah, and done. Watson just got banged up. His number one yeah. receiver, the only part of the offense that was looking good is Come banged up. And like I said, guys, I, this is what kills me about teams like the Bucks and the Packers and other teams. Do you guys want to run the ball or not? I mean, you got, you, you got to pick one. These games where, like, there's be no reason why. Like, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not a statistician, all right? I don't look at the stats. But anytime I look at a quick glance at the stats of a bot score and I think, oh, the Packers won, well, shit, they must have ran the ball 25 to 30 times. And I'm right every single time, guys. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones deserve to get the ball majority of the time. Let them rock and roll. Let them get hot. That's how it goes. That's all you have to do. And it just seems like because they have this Hall of Fame quarterback, they want to pull away and throw these shots here, fling this here, smart play, hot route this. Guys, keep it simple, keep it basic. And that's one of the that's one of the things that Packers haven't done consistently all year. I don't believe in that coaching staff. I just feel like there's a lot of magic right now with this Minnesota Vikings team. It's time that Kirk Cousins gets his flowers. He looks ugly at times, and man, he's looked great when he's times he needs to look great. This young coach, Kevin Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell came in and did a great job as far as the culture-wise. I don't get it. You know, they're one-point games. Somehow they fucking win it. So you tell me you give me a one-point spread. I'm taking the Vikings one-point spread any day. Plus three. Let's go. Let's go. I love Let's it. Let's go. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> yo, just side note. Did you see the gift that they gave Richard Sherman? Yeah, yo, yeah, the doll. That, yo, that was, yeah. It was a doll. And it said, <laughs> I think it was a doll of Richard Sherman. <laughs> it said, squeeze me. Broncos go. Oh, that shit was hilarious because we know he hates <laughs> Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. But anyway, the Los Angeles Rams are traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, not necessarily traveling because they're both sharing the same field and they both have no fan bases, but that's besides the point. Uh, the Chargers are laying six and a half points. Total for this game is 40 and a half. System play. I don't take the Chargers as a big favorite. Uh, obviously, this number was at eight and it dropped all the way to six and a half because the Rams just threw up 51 points on the Broncos. Dude, this team is ready to run through a wall for Baker Mayfield right now. Um, I'm just going to stick to my system. I'm going it. to I'm going to stick to the system. I don't take Chargers as big favorites. Uh, there's no real home field advantage. Baker is basically playing for some street cred at this point. Team seems to rally around him. Give me the Rams plus six and a half. Yo, you are my dog. You see, you see what's funny? I read this the same exact way, man. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to end up winning this one. But uh, guys, this this um, this Rams team for some reason got like a spark. Yo, like, it's, like I want you to be honest. Like this is the first time I've seen it. Even with Cooper Cup still playing, with Matthew Stafford still playing, it's the first time I've seen it. There's a spark or something. It's like the defense. How many interceptions they had against Russell Wilson? Three, four. I mean, the yeah. whole D-line, I mean, I think the whole damn near D-line got an interception. Bobby Wagner got one. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, like, guys, like, they're, 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 I need you guys to understand, too, is when it comes to, as a player and it comes to athletes, emotion matters, bro. Adrenaline matters. Right now, they're, this this Rams team is not high final for success right now. They're flowing a freight with emotion, with straight energy, and it's ready to wreck seasons, man. They're ready to go ahead and wreck this season. <clears throat> like I said, it, it's, it's in Los Angeles. 
again, because I mean, it is Los Angeles, Los Angeles. So there is no fan, there is no home favorite or whatever you call like that. I mean, you get legit. You know, let's, let's put it like this: if there was a game right now, say a chart and a regular Chargers game, the capacity was fifty percent, and the Rams capacity was fifty percent. Well, you, you well, I put it like this: you probably have your first sold out crowd and it's legit fifty fifty. So no matter what, no matter what happens, it's gonna it's not gonna be no home field advantage. And um, but nah, dude, I, I just love that plus things I have. The, the Rams just seem to be rolling. It's, I got a funny feeling. It's got a funny feeling. Yeah, and I think the problem is, even if they did go 50-50, I don't think they could find enough fucking fans to fill that stadium Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you, think, so you, still, you still think it'll be under... Yeah, yeah it'll be, it'll like be 50-50, 50-50, but like 80. it'll fill up a court... Yeah, like 60% capacity because they just... Yeah, that's just, that's just funny. Yeah, so I think, I think we're on the right side here. Six and a half. Steelers and Ravens. Steelers are traveling to Baltimore. This is a big game. Um, Obviously got flexed to Sunday night. Steelers are... Two and a half point road dogs. Total for this game is 35 and a half. Very low total. You know, Lamar potentially playing. I haven't seen too much about it. Even if he is playing, it's, you know, it's it's a rusty spot. He hasn't played in a while. Uh, going against a really solid Steelers defense. I, you know, this number opened up at three or when I was when I was making my notes and running through over these games, I had it at three. This number has moved to two and a half. So it's kind of it's kind of in my favor saying that, the, you know, because the Steelers line has gotten a little bit short that uh, a little bit more money has come on the Steelers. Um, I really don't like this number lower than three because this has moved to two and a half. And I do have respect for this Ravens team. I'll probably go ahead and just mark this as a stay away. If this game does get back to three, which I don't necessarily see that happening. I do. I would lean the Steelers plus three, but this, this will be more so of just a, just a game for entertainment because this will be a good divisional matchup and this does have playoff implications. Uh, do you have any interest in this? Do I have interest in it? No, I don't as far as putting money around, but I'm letting you know now, like as far as watching this game, I'm really loving it as far as leaning guys, but hear me out. I'm going with Mike Tomlin. This man has not had one losing season yet. He has pulled some great wins over these past few weeks. There's just something about it, dude. Um, And like I said, the Ravens have been struggling offensively throughout the whole year. Even with Lamar Jackson out there at times, they struggled. Um, Him coming back is going to be a little bit of a bumpy road, especially with this defense playing the way that they are. T.J. Watt is ready to get after it, you know. And Minka Fitzpatrick is back there roaming the back end, man. This defense looks good as ever with a healthy Minka Fitzpatrick and a healthy T.J. Watt. I mean, I would definitely take the, the Steelers plus two and a half here, man. There's something about Mike Tomlin and this team right now, bro. Honestly, if, if I was to play him like, a, like an underdog, like an underdog around Robin, you know, personally, I would take them winning. Honestly, I would have them winning this game, have this game straight out. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, if this number stays at three, I like the Steelers. Um, you know, obviously, Mike Tomlin as a dog is always a good bet. So moving on to last game of the week, Monday night. Really good matchup. We have the Buffalo Bills traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. The Bengals are one and a half home dogs. Now, generally speaking, really talented team. I would take the home dog here. But you guys know I love the Bills. I love Josh Allen. I think that team is just is on another level. Although Josh Allen has not been playing his best football, I think they're like top five in yards per carry for the running game. And that and it's overshadowed because Josh Allen seems to be getting a lot of these these carries and these design quarterback runs, but because that's what their specialty is. That's what their strength is. Josh Allen just uses his size, his speed, his ability to make plays. And I love that. I love that they're not shying away from it. Josh Allen is just does whatever he can to find wins. I mean, in reality, this game will probably come down to whoever has the ball for last wins. So, you know, 
this will be a really tough spot to like take a side. I'll probably lean Bills minus one and a half just to have action on this game. Although Joe Burrow has been playing at a phenomenal level, um, he did lose one of his biggest offensive pieces in his line, and that was one of their best offensive linemen. Um, so that definitely hurts. Uh, Lyle Collins is, I think he's out for the season, is what I saw, dude. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big loss. So I'll probably be on the Bills here. This is going to be a really good game. What are you thinking? I'm actually, I knew this is going to be the one game we go opposite ends at. I'm going to stick with Houday Nation. I'm going to stick with Joe Burr. And I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Bengals plus one and a half here. Like you said, they're home, home dogs. I love that about the Bengals. The Bengals have been five. The Bengals are five and one so far this season at home. Um, They play really, really well. They put up average about 29 points, give up about 18.3. Granted, this is a tough task against the Bills offense. But I bank on this Bengals defense just being gamers. That's what they're about. They live, they play in moments. You know what I'm saying? They might not blow out a team, but they're going to play in moments. That defense is going to get pressure on Josh Allen. I believe that one of the biggest thing they're going to do is they're going to stop the run. I feel like once the bank, the Bills start to run the ball, their offense just multiplies. Like they can do anything on the on the football field. I feel like they can eliminate that run. And I really believe that Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow and this offense is going to I believe Joe Brown's offense can put up some points against this Bills defense. Granted, they, they they're back, they're fully healthy, but hey man, I guess we'll see. Right, at this point, like I said, I just got a feeling about the Bengals at home. They they perform really well at home. Yeah, and I just want to say this, just to be very transparent. This isn't like a I love the Bills minus one and a half here. I just to be completely honest with you, I like the Bills minus one and a half, but I think the Bear or the Bengals are one of my favorite teaser pieces because yeah. dude, you get the Bear, you get the Bengals at seven and a half right now, so. I've actually already bet two teasers this week. I have the Vikings and the Bengals teaser, and then I have the Eagles and the Bengals teaser. So I have the Beautiful. Bengals on both of my teasers, and it's just a one <clears throat> unit basically to win one unit um, six-point teaser. So I like the Vikings Bengal tease. I like the Eagles Bengals tease. I think the Bengals are a really good spot. I just don't see either of these teams blowing the one or another out. Right, so I think right. this game stays pretty close. And like I said, I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball ball last. Um, both of these teams are very capable of leading their team down to a game-winning field goal. And they, obviously, McPherson had a rough week last week, but that's not of his character. He usually is pretty solid. He's one of the better kickers in this league. And then you obviously have Tyler Bass on the other side. So um, we got two very talented teams. It's going to be a good game, dude. Love it. Yeah, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, I think I think this is just a coin flip, dude. Whoever has the ball last wins. But that's everything, man. We uh, we went through all these games. We've got a lot of good games. We have a lot of game. We have a couple games that don't mean shit. We have a couple games that mean a lot. And we have a couple games that are just going to be good games just because we have some ballers. Obviously, Donnell and I will, will re-dig into this on Saturday. We'll get some of our official locks. But uh, as for right now, we've got the leans. Uh, there's obviously going to be some line movement. So if you agree with anything you heard and you like what you, you heard and you agree, Go ahead and lock some stuff in before these line moves. Uh, I kind of gave my, I kind of gave my synopsis of what I think these line movement will be based off some of these numbers. You guys just kind of got to pay attention to the juice. But other than that, I think uh, things would be about ready for us to get out of here. You can follow us on Twitter at shred the spread underscore. So if you have any scheduling differences or we can't make the podcast that week, whatever it may be, uh, you can f- uh, find all that on our Twitter. Uh, if you're into TikTok, you can also follow us on TikTok at Shred the Spread. But yeah, so I think it's going to do it for us uh, for the Shred the Spread podcast. He is my co-host, Dinell. Uh, I am Jared. And for our producer, Tyler, you could follow him on Twitter at Real Metro Gnomes, G-N, not N-O. But until Saturday, we'll see you. All right, man. Y'all have a good week. <laughs>